right now. What you're currently listening to is the first ever episode of the one, the only, Shelby Gabs podcast. I thought a great first topic in celebration of my upcoming graduation would be to share some discoveries I've made over the years about online learning and traditional learning and just talk about what I've found, what I've learned, all that fun stuff. I actually just completed a lesson and I finally got history to outside of the classroom learning that I never knew and I thought I would share it with you here and now. So this I thought was actually really cool. The first out-of-classroom learning was before the internet was even made, before online was a thought. In 1892, correspondence learning was a thing. This was when lessons were mailed to students. You know, snail mail. Yep, that's how people could have lessons back then. And eventually, this turned into radio-transmitted lessons in 1922. So you could just turn into the radio after dinner, get a nice little lesson. In 1953, Lessons began to be televised, and then by 1965, you could have lessons over the phone with a professor. The radio, the mail, the TV, the phone, those all just helped pave the way to when online learning officially began in the 1980s. Little history. There will not be a pop quiz. You do not need to remember that. I mean, at least a pop quiz for me. I don't know if you'll ever be on, like, a game show and they'll be like, give me a history of education outside of the classroom. And you're like, oh, wait, yes, I know this. More about my learning experiences. So I first encountered online learning in high school. I'm not an athletic person. I don't like to do exercise-y things. (laughs) So I thought it would be fun to take my PE course online. This was an option to me with Florida Virtual School. I did a semester of this and then I was lazy. So I'm like, I'll just go back to traditional class. Yes, so I stayed traditional until college. About three semesters into college, I wasn't taking classes with my friends anymore. I was on my own, which was scary for me personally. I'm not a social butterfly. So yeah, I was like, why am I going two times a week to sit in this classroom when we're just on the computer anyway? My classes were blended. Um, As someone in a journalism field, a lot of it was online, so we would just gather in this computer lab and spend the whole time on a computer. I was like, why am I going in the middle of the day when I could just do this fully online and whenever it's convenient for me, which is usually at one in the morning. So I decided to go fully online. That is how I finished my associate's degree. And then after I graduated, I was like, I can't go on any further. I have to decide what I'm doing with my life. Bachelor's program wise, still not the most go out there and do stuff person. And that's when I discovered that the University of Florida had 100% online programs. And that is where I am today, as I mentioned before. That is a bit of my education background and why I have certain discoveries. I actually have a list of an article of the cons of online learning. And I thought it would be cool to go through 
like an official con list and say how I personally have experienced this being combated. So full disclosure, a lot of this is my own opinion. Like that history though, it's fact, not my opinion. So I do have a website. It is www.shelbygabs.wordpress.com. I will link my sources on a webpage with a link to this podcast. So if you want to read up more about it or see for your own eyes that I'm not just lying to you, that will be available there. That is also where I will find my sources if you want to see and read more about this topic yourself. Um, Another disclaimer. Disclaimer. When I talk about online classes from this point on, I am talking about an online class that I am paying for, I get credit hours for, I'm getting a degree for. I am not talking about online classes, MOOCs that are completely free. You just get a certificate. That means nothing. Actual degree, paying for it. Not a MOOC. Not in the MOOCs category. Thank you. Disclaimer complete. Con of online learning that was listed, which is no peer interaction. More specifically, they were talking about the lack of group discussion, study circle, exchanging of notes, and I didn't experience this. So in my classes, we do have discussions, and they were actually designed so we had to discuss with each other. Um, A lot of my classes, you had to, you would read or go over the lesson and answer the discussion prompt. Then you would have to respond to two other people. And then whoever responded to you, you would have to respond back to them. So instead of just posting it and never touching it again and being done, you were interacting with others, responding, and that dialogue was flowing in the discussion. And I thought it was cool because it had, you had to ask them a question so they had something they could answer. And you had a certain word count. So you couldn't just be like, great post. You really captured the meaning of this. Good job. And be done. You actually had to, like, go back in the lesson, kind of put it to what they're saying, and then ask them more in detail or perspective. And it got that discussion going more in depth and everyone interacting. I also found that I didn't know this was a thing. And I guess you can access your whole class guide on, well, at least with my program you can. Um, but you could get everyone. So they would start a group me page so all the students could interact. So if we had questions or needed assignment help or just wanted to like get to know the people in the class, there was a place for us to do that outside of the classroom online setting. And I always thought that was really cool too. And that's where our little like study circle exchanging of notes would happen. And I think... Not all of my classes did something like this, but a good number of them did. So there's still that interaction, and I mean, there's still group projects, so you're still exchanging numbers and working with each other. So while I don't have any, like, best friends from college, I'm still getting that peer interaction. And since the class is online, it's from people who aren't necessarily in my area. They can be in other states. Like some of my teachers weren't even in Florida with me. They were in like DC or just scattered, which I thought was cool. So connections all across the country and not just in one city. The next thing that was listed as a con was a sense of discipline. They said with online learning, it's easier to cheat on tests. So you're not really earning that degree. 
and my school actually have been using ProctorU. I went to a community school before coming to UF Online, but they use this program as well. It's ProctorU, so you would sign in and someone would take over your computer, make sure you didn't have any notes open, and then they'd record you too to make sure you weren't cheating. So it was still, your tests were based off what you learned and your knowledge and not you Googling every answer. So you're still getting that sense of discipline like, hey, I can't cheat, someone's watching. Which is good. Though Proctor U always scared me, I do see the point of it. <laughs> Another con they mentioned was it's more time consuming. And this was in relation to if you had questions they're like instead of you being in a classroom you have a question you ask they were like you have to email and wait for the response and while yeah there is times where that is true I found online my teachers always had office hours they're like you can message you can come stop by if you're near me and I was provided a cell phone number so they're like you can text me if you don't want to email and that was always a good resource I had for, like, sudden questions. I know I actually texted a professor once because I was, like, mid-project and something came to mind. And I was like, I have her phone number. I can text her. And I had an answer within seconds. Another con listed was information overload. And they were saying that self-study where you are just reading and having to obtain a bunch of information available on the web you don't, it's just information overload. You don't know what to remember. And I found that, again, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, so my courses were always like, here are your objectives. Here's what we're talking about. I actually had a class this semester that would give study questions and study guides. Well, there's two. One did study questions to guide your process. Of obtaining the correct information the other had a study guide that you could that's where all the questions were coming from the topics to remember but then they also offered a, um, optional resources so it was the same topics but more in depth or another side of it just something we weren't going to be actively like assignments quizzes tests on but it was still there if we wanted to see it and it was guiding us that way I'm actually going to combine two of the cons which was that online learning encourages procrastination and involves more distractions. So, yeah, I get it. I'm not the best at time management. I'm not the worst at time management. But time management, it's a thing. It's important. Whatever. I am someone who at times, not always, but a majority of the time, wait till day of to start an assignment. I mean, I'll read to make sure. Be like, can I do this all in a day? It's due. Or do I need to work on it slowly? But yes, if I can do it in a day, I'm going to do it in a day. I find this is the best for me because back in the day when I'd be in a classroom, we'd have two days a week where we'd go and learn and then the weekend to do an assignment that all tied together. But with that breakdown time taken away from it, it's not all in my head. It's not all fresh. I'm not immediately practicing it to absorb it all. So I'd have to go back, kind of review, figure out what my notes mean, because I'm also not the best at taking notes. <laughs> and that, I feel, 
takes up more of my time, is more of a distraction. I'm not getting my stuff done. So now if I can do the lessons and then start working on the assignment, working on the discussions and doing it all in that one day, then I'm learning it, immediately applying it, and that actually helps me remember it better than learning it, taking a break, learning some more about it, taking more of a break, then doing an assignment like, I don't know, words, blah. So it's not encouraging procrastination, it's encouraging me to work how, do the lesson and do the work in a way, an environment that is more helpful to me, more fitful to my schedule. I don't see it as procrastinating. I see it as discovering who I am as a student and then working in a way that best suits me. That was actually a great segue to a pro, but we're not on that yet, so moving on. Yes, distractions. I mentioned it briefly. Yeah, distractions. They say, like, people are in your house talking again. I find working in the middle of the night to be the best, and that's actually when my house is most quiet because everyone's asleep. So there's no distractions. It's completely silent. The darkness calms my soul for some reason. So I'm more relaxed. I'm more like ready to focus on topics. No distractions at all. In a classroom, you have the distractions of other students. I mean, I remember people on their cell phones, people talking people just other people typing because we were in a computer lab that's distracting me sitting by myself in my bedroom in the middle of the night with everybody in my house asleep that's not distracting that's quite a great environment I think <laughs> you might be like Shelby you just listed off random things how do you know that happens well this is gonna sound terrible but because I've done it I've sat in a classroom so bored out of my mind, I was using the computer to order food. I've gotten in trouble in a classroom for talking in a college class. What am I? Four, apparently. Got moved. At least he could have kicked me out. But no, he just moved my seat. That's also why I moved to online, because me in a classroom setting wasn't good. Got moved. That's a distraction. That teacher had to stop the entire class to yell at me for talking. Again, me talking, talking, gabs, it fits, it fits. <laughs> That's enough about going through the cons. Let me hit up some pros. A pro that I have found for online learning is that there's a wider reach. I have teachers in different states, classmates in different states. I'm sure there's some students in different countries. One appeal to me about online learning was that if I wanted to take a trip to Europe, I could still do my class because I just have to log in online and it's all there. I didn't have to actually be in class. So it didn't stop me from traveling. It doesn't stop other people from traveling or living other places. I didn't have to move away from home to go to a nice college. Yes, UF is in Florida. I'm in Florida, but it's still like four hours away from me, I think. But no, I can still be with my family and still get UF education. And I think that's a win-win. That's a pro. Wider reach. Another pro is the learning pace. As I was saying, I like to learn everything in a day and then practice it in that same day, applying what I learned to the projects, to real life. Other people aren't like that. They like to take the entire week, like lessons unlocked on Monday. They're reading it Monday. They're still reading it Tuesday working on the assignment Wednesday, going back 
Thursday, finishing, double checking. Everybody has a different learning pace. Everybody explores their learning pace. They can explore that learning pace with an online environment. In a classroom, this is also, yeah, in a classroom, the teacher is just going. He asks a question, one person answers it, you move on. If you're behind, if you're still taking notes from the first statement he was saying, he's gone. You've missed three other topics. Learning pace online, you can pause your lecture, go back to listen to it again, make sure your notes are what you want your notes to be, and slow down or speed up that lecture, that learning pace to whatever you need it to be. And I think that's a great pro. Another pro is time constraints. Like I said, I had a job. I would have to change my availability, be like, I'm in class. I'm sorry. I can't be here. I know it's in the middle of the day. It's inconvenient. Once I was online, I had an open availability. I was like, you need me to open? I'm your girl. You need me to work in the middle of the day? I'm your girl. You need me to close? I'm not your girl because I don't like it. But you know, if you're absolutely that, like dependent on it, like you need it to happen, I'm your girl. <laughs> I didn't have those time constraints with online. I could if I I could go to work whenever they needed me, be available, be a best the best employee I could be, and then once I was off, I could chill, I could do homework, I could do whatever I wanted because I didn't have to be in class at a specific time. It was great. And then I think my the roast to my pros are what I used as my argument against someone's cons. Like I've been doing online learning for years. And I think it's great. I know everyone has their own opinion. It's great, but you should try it. Form your own opinion. Learn what you like. See if this learning environment is good for you with your own learning pace. Or if you like to go to class, go to class. <laughs> I think it's great that there are so many options out there available for different people. And that people can try it, experience what they want. And if you like to hear my rambling and my opinions and my discussions, listen to episode two. So yes, as I said, my website, www.shelbygavs.wordpress.com, will have my the links to the sources I've discussed, the history of outside-of-the-classroom non-traditional learning, the link to the list of cons. So you can find that there with the episode. That's also where you'll find link to episode two when that gets aired. It also has a little bit about me if you were curious, wanted to know more. It also has links to my social media so you can know about more upcoming upcoming topics, more of my equipment, what I'm using, what I'm doing. There's a Twitter, there's an Instagram. Find me, follow me, like me, love me, hate me, do whatever you want. It's a free country. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something. There's also an email address if you want to chat with me, give me suggestions. If you want to argue with me, go for it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. This was the first episode of Shelby Gabs. I hope you learned something. I hope you can take something away from this. Goodbye. Thank you again.